Welcome to another episode of the Property Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Every episode, we bring you the first principles of real estate, interviews with the identities and influences that are making their mark on the real estate community and bringing you hints and tips that we hope helps you make and save tens of thousands of dollars on your real estate journey. The Home Builders Grant guidelines have just been released here in Australia. This is a grant that provides $25,000 to people that are looking to build or extend upon their existing residence. There's been a lot of anticipation around this, but not a lot of detail available. And today I released that for everybody to tune into on the podcast. I'm Dave from Real, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. It's Dave from Real, and thanks so much for joining me once again. I'm recording this on the podcast today as well. The weather's going live on Facebook to take you through this, which is the Home Builder Grant Information Sheet. Um, all of this has just become available to us, and I know there's been so many people keen to know exactly what all of the juicy bits of information are within this particular set of guidelines. And so today I'm gonna to go through it line by line uh, and answer any questions that you might have uh, at the end of it. So um, what is the Home Builder Grant? Well, this is certainly something that pertains here in Australia and, um, and it's a $25,000 grant that's available to eligible owner occupiers. So you need to be living in the property or intending to live in the property in order to qualify. This does not pertain to investors. So the $25,000 grant may also be available to you if you choose to renovate an existing home or buy an off the plan new home where the contract is signed between the 4th of June 2020 and the 31st of December 2020 inclusive. Now that 4th of June date is something to keep in mind because yes, you can buy an established home, one that has already been built in as long as it hasn't been lived in and qualify for this grant. But it does appear, the devil's in the detail, that that property needs to be built or had construction begin on or after the 4th of June. And, um, and I'll explain to you why that's the case as we pass through this agreement. Now, the Home Builder Grants are not taxable. So if you get that $25,000, there's no tax to pay on that. So in South Australia, if you're eligible for the uh, Home Builder Grant, then you're probably also, uh, and you're a first home buyer, then you're probably also going to qualify for the First Home Builders Grant here in South Australia. So there is potential for you to receive up to $40,000. Now the $15,000 comes from the state government, the $25,000 comes from the federal government, but it's all administered through Revenue SA, and it's their guidelines and fact sheet that I'm reading through now for you. So what is the Home Builder Grant amount? Well, as we've already touched on, it is $25,000 for building a new home, substantially renovating an existing home, or buying an off-the-plan new home. Funding for the Home Builder Grant is provided by the Australian government, the federal government, with an arrangement with our South Australian government to administer all of the applications. Now, eligibility. How do you know whether or not you're eligible? Well, there are a few criteria here, so I'll step you through them all. All applicants, all applicants must be a natural person. That means that just simply not a company or a, or a, a, a trust, for instance. So you need to be a natural person. You also need to be at least 18 years of age at the time of entering into the eligible 
transactions. So second criteria, and for those old enough to remember, you'll remember when the $7,000 first home buyer grant first became available and there was plenty of toddlers that miraculously were buying their first homes at that point in time. So it looks like the government has tightened that little loophole for people. So to be an Australian citizen at the time of application. Now this is super important, super important because I've already had permanent residents approach me and of the mind that they do qualify for the Home Builder Grant, but the guidelines here are quite clear. Uh, permanent residents are not eligible for the Home Builder Grant. So you must be a citizen, just being a permanent resident is not enough. Um, more criteria here. You cannot have previously received the Home Builder Grant in any other Australian state or territory. You must meet the following income test. So there's a couple here, and if you're an individual applicant, taxable income of less than $125,000 a year. So if you're a single person going for the grant, you're eligible if you're an Australian citizen, as long as you earn under $125,000. But if you're a couple, and that's defined in any number of ways, as we'd be aware, but as a couple, um, you've got $200,000 of combined income, which you can have before you're uh, ineligible. So to remain eligible, joint income under $200,000 between the two of you, or $125,000 if you buy yourself. So and now couples must be legally married. A couple in a registered relationship is defined by the Relationship Register Act and or a de facto couple. So, you know, don't try too hard to work your way around it. Ultimately, Revenue SA know more about you than what you'd imagine. And I'm sure that they'll be able to track you down if indeed you're doing the wrong thing. So just make sure that you tick all of those uh, eligibility criteria uh, before you go forward with your application. Now, uh, the eligibility of the home. Now, it must be located here in South Australia, be fixed to your land. So some people um, have kind of misinterpreted that and said that means not transportable residence. Well, a transportable can be attached to the land. So there is a chance that that would be permissible. Um, it's all about the intent. Is it your primary place of residence? Are you leaving it there? Or are you simply parking it there in order to get the $25,000 uh, home builder grant. Now, if your intention is to make it your principal place of residence, then there's not going to be any problem with that, I would imagine. So you must be able to be lawfully, uh, it must also be able to lawfully be used as a place of residence and be suitable uh, building for the use of a, as a place of residence. So um, so we, it's got to be a home, it's got to be suitable for a home, it can't be a caravan with the wheels taken off or anything like that. It needs to be, for all intents and purposes, as you and I would imagine uh, a home should be. So eligibility on the contract. Now you must enter into a contract to build, buy, renovate between the 4th of June 2020, so this is really important, 4th of June 2020 and the 31st of December 2020 inclusive. So it's got to be in that period, 4th of June to the 31st of December. For an off the plan new home purchase, a sales contract rather than the building contract is eligible, but must meet the other eligibility criteria. Namely, construction can have commenced prior to the date of the sales contract. So it can actually be an existing dwelling that's just recently been complete. However, commencement must have been on or after the 4th of June. So commencement must be on or after the 4th of 
June. So very, very important there um, to keep in mind that that's the that that's going to be the interpretation. So uh, just be very, very mindful as you're going through the process that you're ticking all of these boxes. The building work undertaken on your home must be undertaken by a person who currently holds a relevant license as required under the Building Work Constructions uh, Constructors Act of 1994, but not an owner-builder, and held that license since at least the 4th of June 2020, so there's that date again. The contract to build, buy, or renovate your home cannot include any work undertaken by a related person. So. A related person, as defined, can be your sibling, grandparent, parent, uh, collateral relatives, including cousins, nieces, nephews, aunts and uncles, as well as any company, trust or partnership in which you or any of your relatives or a shareholder, director, trustee, a beneficiary or partner are connected to. So basically, this is to really stop people um, doing dodgy contracts, uh, getting their, their mate, their brother, their, their, uh, their cousin, their, their, their sister um, over to get these works done. They'll help them out. They'll somehow um, puff up the prices and, um, and you know, um, take advantage of the, this grant and um, rather than work within the spirit of the guidelines. And so that that clause right there quashes that opportunity for people so you can't be connected to the person who is undertaking the works it does go on here to say uh, contracts must be at arm's length that also means you can't be buying if you are buying that brand new home you can't be the one that's buying it off your brother cousin auntie auntie uncle grandparents etc uh, contracts must be at arm's length contract prices must be at market rates it cannot be artificially inflated or deflated and contracts cannot replace a previous contraction a transaction entered into before the 4th of june so if you unfortunately did enter into a contract for a property before the 4th of june you can't just go rip up that contract and start again that's not the that's not the um, that's not in the spirit of the guidelines so a lot of these little loopholes that people were perhaps uh, thinking about have been closed off you can also you cannot undertake any of the works yourself so if you're talking to your contractor or a builder about getting some works done to your home you can't say well look i'll tell you what i know you've got you know within that hundred and fifty thousand dollar quote 10 grand for paint but i'm going to take care of that I'll, I'll do the paint myself no you can't it's all got to be undertaken by that independent contractor you can't do any of the works that's exactly what it says right here so be very very careful with that eligibility the value of the property in the transaction so most of my clients are going to be safe with this so you, you, the consideration for the full house and land contract must be seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars or less the combined consideration for the building contract um, and the market value of the land if you are contracting to build on the land that you already own that's got to be under seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars if you're renovating consideration for the contract must be between a hundred and fifty thousand and seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars inclusive that's a that's a pretty good lean to a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar lean to um, so a market value of the land including the home on the date the contract is signed is to be no more than $1.5 million. So like I say, most of my clients are gonna be pretty safe on that. You can actually see here where it's quite generous. And obviously those people that 
can afford those uh, pretty substantial improvements, um, well, they're going to get $25,000 towards it from the government. Maybe maybe they're not the people that need it, but I'll tell you what, the tradies certainly appreciate the uh, the government stimulus because it's um, in talking to many tradies already, the, the phone's been ringing off the hook since this has been announced. And if you're contracting to purchase an off-the-plan or a new home, so this could be a, uh, say, a townhouse, uh, an apartment, or something of that nature, um, consideration for the contract must be $750,000 or less. So obviously those prices are very much geared towards satisfying the eastern states markets, and this has been much of the stimulus has been very highly targeted to supporting uh, Melbourne, Sydney's real estate market, and uh, you can see that these figures certainly cater that. So uh, here in Adelaide, most people are going to qualify if they're earning uh, under two hundred thousand dollars combined. Uh, and the property that they're buying or building is going to be less than $750,000 or the property that they're improving is going to be less than $1.5 million, which you'd probably anticipate if it's a single person with $125,000 or less income. So um, you've pretty much covered. So um, with the substantial renovations, they can either be making a considerable change to your home or demolishing your home and building a new home on the land even. So uh, there, there, go, uh, there again, there's a, an opportunity for you to uh, maybe investigate whether or not it's actually worthwhile making those improvements to your home. If it looks like that might be leading to overcapitalization, maybe just get rid of the dwelling that's on there and start again. So um, substantial renovations are taken to mean that the renovation will substantially alter the existing dwelling, although this need not uh, involve removal or replacement of foundations, external walls, interior supporting walls, floors, roof or staircases. And it must improve the accessibility, safety, or livability of the home or the land by building a new home. Given these requirements, a substantial renovation does not generally include. So this is, and this is something a few people have said to me. It'd be great to get that renovation grant. I can go put on, build my man cave, build the big garage that I've always wanted. But just stay tuned for this. Given these requirements, a substantial renovation does not generally include standalone granny flats, swimming pools, tennis courts, and structures not connected to the building, such as outdoor spas, saunas, sheds, and standalone garages. So there it is. Or renovations that are primarily cosmetic in purpose, such as a landscaping, painting, recarpeting, not included. The whole idea here is to get money in the hands of tradies. So the timing, now this is really important. And at the end of this, there's going to be something that's going to answer a lot of the frequently asked questions. So stay stay tuned for that. And it's all about uh, timing and uh, whether or not, if you look like you're going to miss out, whether you're going to miss out. So stay tuned for that one. But timing. New builds. To qualify for a home builder grant, building your home must commence no later than three months after starting the building contract. Building is taken to have commenced when site works, including excavation for the approved building works to the top of the base level is completed. Top of the base level, that's what it says here. Commencement must be supported by evidence such as a statutory declaration from the builder or a mandatory notification form which is used to notify local councils of stages of work. So um, the builder will have to provide some documentation there for you to ensure that you do receive the grant and to verify that indeed the site works have been undertaken for you to be able to qualify all within that three month 
period of going to contract and all before the 31st of March is when that needs to have uh, begun. So the renovations, so for substantial renovations, the timing, the renovation of your home must commence no later than three months after signing the contract, the building contract. So again, there's that three month provision. Building is taken to have commenced when the works under the renovation contract have commenced. So uh, that seems to be a little bit more flexible um, in terms of approach. Um, commencement must be supported by evidence such as statutory declaration. So a letter from your builder signed in front of a JP to say indeed they have started the works and genuinely um, got, the, got the ball rolling with your renovation. So that's what's required to ensure that you satisfy the timing. Uh, criteria there. Off the plan, a new home build. So building of the home must have commenced on or after the 4th of June 2020. So this is really, really important because I've already seen builders out there marketing property that I know was built some months ago or that building works had commenced some months ago and they've already started um, advertising that people may be uh, or may qualify and may be eligible for the $40,000. Um, now, in my interpretation of this is that that is not the case. So building of the home must have commenced on or before the, uh, sorry, on or after, not on or before, on or after the 4th of June 2020 and no later than three months after signing of the sales contract. Building is taken to have commenced when the site works, including excavation and the uh, for the approved building works on top of the base level is complete. Commencement must be supported by evidence. Once again, statutory declaration needs to be provided. So um, for those people that are looking at those recently constructed townhouses or uh, recently built spec homes that have been encouraged by the builder to consider them because um, they could still qualify for up to that $40,000 and definitely the twenty-five. Just double check. What you need to know is did uh, did the, that property, uh, was that were, were the works there um, before or after the 4th of June? That's a critical question to be asking. Could be the one that saves or makes you... Uh, $25,000. So um, what should you do if you cannot uh, meet the time frame? So this is what was worth waiting out for because there have been people saying that this, it, it is a little bit confronting and it's a bit difficult, especially for people that are doing it for the first time because they've only probably just been sparked into this whole process because they've heard about the $25,000, heard about the $15,000 and these young couples are out there doing it for the first time and um, haven't um, planned out the process before and not only that but because there's such a surge of interest they're, they're walking into display home villages finding that they're very crowded um, full of people just like them asking lots of questions to the builder who up until this weekend wasn't able to answer too many of these questions so um, so what happens if you happen to be running a little bit late? Well, um, there's there's a few things here that identifies the types of delays that may be considered to provide a reasonable basis for an exercise of discretion from the commissioner with respect to uh, whether or not you're doing everything you can to comply. So delays in obtaining council approval. So that's one of them. So if you're going through this process and the council, because they are overwhelmed at the moment, are dragging their feet, well, uh, you could well be saved and um, uh, you can apply for exemption and that could well mean that you still secure the $25,000. Uh, difficulties in obtaining construction materials or, or subcontractors. And now that could loom as a real reality as we get through halfway through March. I can imagine that there'd be 
uh, a scarcity of available tradespeople to finish off a lot of these uh, construction, uh, a lot of this construction work. Um, and so, um, so ultimately, uh, if that is the case and it is your property that uh, is lagging behind, well, you could well be able to apply uh, for exemption and uh, still get the grant. Delays in financial institutions assessing and providing finance. And for anybody that's been involved in real estate or had a real estate transaction over the last uh, few months, you would have experienced some kind of delay from the banks. It's been quite regular. Um, so um, if that is indeed the case, and we do, we, we also know that the banks are quite overwhelmed at the moment. And, uh, and I can imagine they will be even more so as we near this uh, end of March deadline. And so it's good to know that there is some flexibility there, if need be. Also, if inclement weather uh, were to disrupt uh, construction, um, which, you know, we know can happen in this big brown land pretty much at any time of year. Uh, if that does happen, well, uh, ultimately, you, you could be subject to an exemption. Uh, health problems related to or the death of a person critical to the commencement of the project, that's also another one, and fair enough as well. Prolonged industrial disputes, so if the uh, if the plumbers union starts getting a little bit stroppy and starts making demands, and that means that uh, site works are halted as a result, well, you, you could still, um, and that pushes um, things beyond that uh, 31st of March um, deadline well then you, you, you could well be okay still as well and significant delays on the issue of title uh, caused by the lands titles office so essentially it, it does appear that the commissioner commissioner is going to be very flexible in genuine circumstances uh, my interpretation of this is that the commissioner does not want anybody to miss out they want to ensure that everybody's got the opportunity to um, access uh, the $25,000 grant and um, and we've all got a, a vested interest in making that happen of course we'd hate for people to find themselves in contract with finances ready to go only to find circumstances get out of their control for reasons outside of their control and uh, then uh, they ultimately miss out on the grant money that they uh, well, only only really got involved in the process because it was available. So um, now to me, I think that the, all of those provisions are, uh, are fair and reasonable and um, pretty much what we were hoping and expecting with the exception of, we're very hopeful that perhaps that 4th of June date was not going to apply to uh, new spec homes because we do know when builders are, are, are busy, they're building homes for other people. When they're not so busy, they're still building homes. They're keeping their trades busy and they're building spec homes which they then either rent out or sell to the market depending on what the market conditions are like. We know that there's a whole bunch of that stock that's out there that has been built or, or has been under construction over the last six or so months that might have slowed down during COVID, um, whether the sales might have slowed down during COVID or uh, construction slowed down um, and those projects are just being finished off at the moment and it would have been great if those um, if those properties were also uh, subject to this grant, but unfortunately, uh, it does appear that they'll miss out. But uh, if it was, if construction commenced after uh, the 4th of June, it does look like that uh, um, people will be able to access that grant nonetheless. So I'm Dave for Real. I hope you found this one particularly informative, whether you're uh, listening to the podcast, wherever you may be anywhere around the world. That's our podcast about the first principles of real estate that can be applied to help you make and save tens of 
thousands of dollars. There's a back catalogue of episodes on the podcast and really covering off on almost every subject you can imagine and and always being updated weekly. And so stay tuned uh, to those uh, as they become available. Certainly subscribe if you've been enjoying the content already. Um, Rest assured you found a home on the podcast. I'm Dave from Real. Uh, To those people that are watching on Facebook, uh, thanks so much for joining me and I look forward to bringing you a whole lot more soon. If you have any questions about whether or not you qualify for this grant um, or you'd like any further information, whether you're looking to build yourself or buy established or weighing up exactly what the right way to go for you is, then never hesitate to reach out to me. You can do so via the page. If you send a message, you might get a, a little thing from Gavin, our, our chatbot, um, but to work through Gavin and uh, uh, there's always me on the other side. So I look forward to helping you more soon. Cheers, guys. And there goes a very specific uh, podcast, which is really just um, in and around what is going on in Australia right now. And so a a little bit of background for those uh, international listeners. Uh, One of the uh, uh, pillars of the government stimulus package that's been released um, to prop up the economy in the post-COVID era has been uh, a series of grants that in this case has been targeted towards uh, builders and um, assisting uh, builders uh, holding on to their teams, holding on to their crews and essentially um, keeping people busy uh, in the post-COVID era. Also uh, bringing forward the decision-making process of uh, first-home builders and buyers. Um, I know that there's an awful lot of people that were weighing up whether the builder buyer that have uh, been triggered in to uh, action as a result of the uh, grant announcement and although that grant announcement was made a a few weeks ago now it's really only now that we've got the details with respect to exactly how that's going to be administered so naturally this one was really specific to Australia and if you're one of our Australian listeners I hope you enjoyed it and got a whole lot of value if you're an international listener well this just serves as a great example as to how Australia is dealing with the uh, pandemic and how it is that um, we are responding as a nation um, to the economic needs of our community and uh, this is a fantastic measure. Uh, it has led to an increase not just in activity uh, for people thinking about building but what it's done is that it's got people thinking about real estate again and our established market is, was already busy or we were already experiencing great transactional activity um, in the post-COVID era. This has thrown some extra fuel on the fire and we know that when the 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 economy is underpinned by the real estate market and so when stimulus measures are targeted to underpinning property values we know that that has a a a lasting effect a positive lasting effect on the overall economy i'm dave real and i'll look forward to bringing you more next time I really hope you've enjoyed the podcast and if you have, you've found a home here. So please subscribe to ensure that you're receiving notifications of future episodes and I look forward to bringing you more soon.